Hello, and welcome to the Missionary Disciple Podcast by Catholic Christian Outreach. The aim of this podcast is to inspire, equip, and challenge you, our listener, to be an active and effective evangelist. I'm your host, Gerhard, a missionary here with CCO, and with me today are Andre and Angel. Andre, Angel, and myself have a conversation on one of the tenets of CCO, the gospel clear and simple. And we talk about how important it is to present the kerygma clearly and simply as it is the core gospel message. Before we get started, if you have any questions about evangelization, please email us at podcast at cco.ca and we'll get to them in the future. All right, let's dive in. Welcome back to the podcast, Andre and Angel. It's good to see you again. Good yeah. morning. Yeah. First off, um, this is going to be the next part in our um, little mini-series on the five tenets. Uh, we started at Rise Up with uh, Bishop Scott talking about great expectations. Yeah, he's my favorite guest. We've only had one, but he's my favorite. <laughs> he's the best guest we've he's, ever had. Yeah, yeah. No, he, you had students at campus. Okay, but he just took what we were talking about and made... Made it the, sound good. Made it sound smart. You know, we take him out of it. We don't sound no, so smart. No, he's definitely smart. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, so you'll have to bear with us uh, until he comes yeah, back. Yeah, sorry. We'll, <laughs> we're, we're trying more, to book that guy. We're more yeah. comedians and, yeah. than theologians. Yeah. So uh, the five tenets are five tenets that are foundational to CCO. They really represent our charism and our spirituality and uh, who we are and how we go about our ministry. And today we're going to continue on uh, and we're going to talk about uh, the gospel clear and simple. Andre um, and Angel, uh, it's fantastic to have the founders here because you were both foundational in developing and recognizing the five tenets as gifts from the Holy Spirit and really building it into the heart of the movement. And the gospel clear and simple, the kerygma is starting to become a lot more of a buzzword within the church. But our hope with this podcast is that it stops being a buzzword and starts being something that everybody does. Um, so, Amen. Mm-hmm. You know, I will I will comment on uh, the tenants. You uh, referred to him as foundational to CCO. But you know, the smart guy I was talking about, that bishop, he has actually um, said it many times to me that the gift we have in CCO, yeah, yes, our material, our resources, our, our evangelical zeal, our work on campus, but what he felt uh, is that the tenants that have we feel that God has inspired us to kind of live out of are not only for CCO, but they're universal in application. I mean, they, they, it's anybody can really live um, their apostle with the tenants as kind of the, you know, the way they think and the way they operate. So, mm. so these are relevant, not just to CCO, but they're relevant to our listeners. Yeah, and they're, they're our gift to all of you. Our listeners. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yes. We got it wrapped in a bow. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yellow, of course. We should have gave it to them before Christmas because it's kind of anticlimactic to get a gift after Christmas. Or it might be good. Just keep the gifts. Keep them coming. Okay. You get a gift. You get a gift. You get a gift. (laughs) So today's gift is uh, clear and simple. But we've talked a lot about clear and simple uh, in these uh, previous podcasts. So we're not going to go in depth on it today, but there's a couple of things that I I would like to talk about in this podcast is one is a messaging that has been coming out of uh, the retreat that the bishops in the United States 
uh, were in uh, at the beginning of January, that there's some things that were said there that I think are relevant to this topic of clear and simple. So I'd like to talk a little bit about that. But I also, um, I think it's important to talk a little bit about the genesis or where where did this tenet, clear and simple, you know, where did it come from? Well, we know kind of the gospels come from the message of Christ, but for us, why is clear and simple really important? Uh, you know, talking a little bit about that. And then I, you know, another discussion I'd like to have with this topic, clear and simple, is is very briefly looking at, you know, what is the content of the message? Those are three things. Fine. That, yeah. Okay. What do you think? This is a guy who knows where we're going. Yeah. Well, yeah. You got to know where you're going so that you can actually Get head towards that. Perfect. Mm -hmm. So let's um, let's talk a little bit about, you know, what we've heard from uh, the retreat that the bishops mm -hmm. down in the states were going through. I read it on Facebook. I heard from the bishop uh, from Bridgeport. Is yep. My yeah, right? Bridgeport. Yeah. And how do you say his name? Bishop Kajano. Kajano. Okay. Uh, and he wrote uh, a great, I don't know if it would be, what, a Facebook post or what would it be? Yeah, it, it, his, uh, it was a reflection. He, every day during the retreat, he'd post a, a reflection on the day of the retreat to his Facebook page. Uh, and the, the post we're referring to. Uh, Mesa's. Yeah, so it's Father Renero uh, Cantalamesa, who so the papal uh, the preacher to the papal household who went and led the retreat at the uh, for the U.S. bishops, and so the uh, the post or the day that we're referring to would be January seventh. Yeah, so if uh, for those of you who want to do a little extra homework, do a little extra digging, uh, you can go to uh, Bishop Caggiano's, um Facebook page, uh, Bishop Frank J. Caggiano. And uh, you look and uh, look for a post on January seventh. Yeah. So w when he looked back at the preaching or the the mission of the first apostles, he he was he identified three um, different two two oh sorry yeah. two uh, different dimensions to their apostle or to their preaching. Do you remember what those were, Anshad? Yes, I do. Uh, could you uh, share with oh, us okay. what you think they okay, were? Quiz. Um, so he. When he's looking back at what the apostles did, he identified that there was the kerygma and then there was the didache. So the didache being the teachings of the life of Christ, um, the Beatitudes, like all the things that Christ taught and probably that they had learned living in, in community with with Christ, uh, being his disciples. And so he's comparing, he's saying like the first message was the kerygma and that the didache would have followed. So I'm setting you up. Yeah, well, I think... You're not setting me up. You're actually um, really speaking to what seems to be the normal um, um, mode of operation. Often, the church engages in when you know it does its preaching or it tries to bring in new people, catechize or whatever it might be. You're telling me the normal mode of the church is to do the kerygma first. No, no, the, the opposite. It's the opposite. The opposite that he's saying. Um, the bishop was saying that often we just speak of and um, refer to and try to um, get people aware of the life of Christ and what he did and, and what he said and how we should live. And so it, it's almost ad advanced Christianity, catechesis. Mm -hmm. um, but he's saying that what needs to happen is, and we've been saying this a lot in this podcast, is that we need to lead with the kerygma or um, the message 
of Jesus Christ, the death and resurrection, uh, his redemption, what he did for us on the cross, what he uh, did for us in his life um, coming to us, um, that this has to lead. But what's really awesome about this retreat and the message that the bishops have been hearing from Father Cantamalesa, it really speaks well of this upcoming year. The first message that the shepherds received at the beginning of 19, uh, 2019 is Jesus, the kerygma, as mission, clarity uh, in the message. Uh, as I kind of, I'm very hopeful for this upcoming year. I mean, we are moving into a, a, a missionary age. Um, this, I mean, there's an opportunity for all of us to, to intensify our efforts because it seems like the, the message is clear. Jesus, an invitation to respond, evangelization, mission. I mean, I tend to always see the cup half full, but I'm seeing it overflowing right now mm-hmm. uh, with opportunity. And so, and I, I think clear and simple, our discussion, you know, um, is really the important message for today. <clears throat> okay, so we've talked about what's happening in the States with the Bishop's Conference, and thankfully Archbishop uh, Kijiano has been recording all this on his on his Facebook for all the basically everyone on the planet to see I guess my next question is uh, um, and this one will be for you Angel where would the genesis of this tenant that we have the gospel clear and simple come from mm. you know like the tenets um, are interesting because we didn't sit down when we started CCO we didn't go like okay let's make five tenets of what CCO is we knew that our objectives, like proclaim, equip, and commission, we had clarity on that. We knew that we'd do small groups, large groups, one-on-one. We knew that. But the tenets came about maybe more of a discovery five years later or so, where we we looked back on what we were living, what we are, and we put uh, a framework of these tenets or principles or, I don't know, we use the word tenets, not tenants, renting a spot in your house, but tenets. And Gospel Clear and Simple, you know, popped to the surface as something very identifiable with, with what we do. And in fact, sitting here in, in the office here recording, I'm looking up on the wall and there's this picture from World Youth Day with CCO with the Jesus signs. And we, um, we actually got quite famous. Um, that was World Youth Day 2000 and then 2002, where we made these huge placards with J-E-S-U-S. And um, look for us at any World Youth Day. Like, we'll be there with those signs. It's kind of a, an icon of how we have just really in, our, in who we are, how we've lived our apostolate. We've lifted high the name of Jesus but not just alone the name of Jesus, the, the full kerygma with an opportunity to respond like Bishop Cajano's, you know, explaining and Father Cantalamesa. So this is who we are. But then, okay, so then we identified like, okay, we really want to communicate Jesus clearly and simply. Um, and we do that. That is who we are. And we saw that we, that we, we do that consistently and we do it well. But then when we look back, we're like, okay, where did this all begin? And we were able to identify a particular moment um, where at a conference where actually Andre and I met. But it was at one of those talks, and Andre can pick up the story from here, because you were really impacted by the speaker. Yeah, well, you know, again, just the, the genesis of the tenants. Um, maybe, you know, I could quickly kind of go through the tenants because uh, it's important, the context. 
uh, you know, we have five tenants, and the first is kind of a, a context of where or the mission field. Uh, for us, it's university students, but for a parish, it could be just your parish. Um, so it's a context. For us, it was a call to university students. The second is a gospel clear and simple. The third tenant is one person at a time. The fourth tenant is great expectations. And the fifth tenant is a heart for the world. But as we, as we look back, as you're suggesting, we look back, we saw that there was an encounter or um, an infusing, uh, infusion of these tenants into our apostolate, meaning God was showing us this is the way you are to go. This is your focus. But it's interesting. Remember we were talking about you know, the smart guy, you know, the, the bishop nice. before? Mm-hmm. Um, he actually um, has said to me many times that you know, one of the gifts that, that CCO offers to the church is its tenants. I mean, these tenants aren't just for CCO. We believe that they're universal in application, meaning it's, it's a way of thinking and acting for anybody involved in uh, an apostle, the work of evangelization. So in particular, the, the experience of the gospel clear and simple, how that came to us is actually in 1987, I was at a conference. Uh, CCO hadn't started yet, but I went to an evangelical conference um, and you know, I was one of the lone Catholics there. And so I, you know, I, I was a little bit, felt a little bit out of place. But anyway, there's one talk that I listened to carefully and the Lord really spoke to me. Uh, the, the preacher was talking uh, about St. Paul and St. Paul's letter to the Philippians. And in w- one particular line that really stood out, he built his, his presentation on this line. Um, it says, Paul says, you know, All that matters to me is that Jesus be proclaimed. That is what brings me joy. When he spoke those words, when he quoted that scripture passage, it was almost like he was speaking directly to me. It was like piercing my very being. And it's, you know, I could personalize it by this is what I heard is that, Andre, for the rest of your life, all that matters is that Jesus be proclaimed clearly and simply. That is what's going to bring joy. You joy. Well, 30 years later, for both Anja and I, but the whole movement, that line, that, that passage, it really orients and motivates all the work of the missionaries, the students, and our alumni. What we believe, and I suggest it should be what, what motivates and what moves all Catholics, is that Jesus be proclaimed. Clearly and simply. Now, CCO could do a thousand things. Like we just we work with university students; they're intelligent people. Our staff are intelligent. We could actually talk and about many things. You know, culture and you know apologetics and uh, you know whatever it might be. There's a lot of Christian messages out there, but we felt we believed that the Holy Spirit infused in us. It's like the Lord commanded us. Just focus in on Jesus. Just focus in on the message of Jesus. And that is what is going to bring you joy. That is what's going to bring you fruit. And so unfortunately, not unfortunately, fortunately, um, we can't stray from this mission. And, we, and we've, we've tried to, for the last 30 years, to focus in on just communicating, proclaiming Jesus clearly and simply. Well, there um, were times where we thought like, 
we look at other movements or other organizations or people would say to us, you know, CCO should be more this or should do this more. And we'd be like, yeah, you're right. Like we're so like clear and simple. Like this is, this isn't enough. We've got to grow up. We need to do more like, but it was, you know, it was kind of a, you know, self-esteem crisis or whatever, like just not really knowing if we were doing enough, but we've, come to see that in our ripe old age that um actually it's because you're looking young by the by the way thanks that was i I set you up for that but it was anyways you got me off guard we've seen that wow not so many blushing stop (laughs) we're not so um that's there aren't so many people in you're (laughs) totally throwing me off would you stop it um that not that many people, not that many organizations in the church are so focused clearly and simply on the kerygma um, that it does get often, you know, uh, filled up with all kinds of other ministries. And the Lord was very clear to us when we did try to incorporate apologetics or inner healing or just other things that it would be nice for a time, but then we would kind of hit um, a wall um, that we... We weren't fruitful. We were getting kind of closed in on ourselves. We were getting a little lost in it. It's hard to explain, but when we turned around and looked backwards and said, like, okay, what were we doing? And then we went back to the origins of how we were and our focus on sharing Christ clearly and simply with people. It was like, okay, we're we're back home. Like, we're back in our living room, and this is what we do. And so the lived experience as well of, of missionaries, um, everyone on staff would know that 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 quote from Philippians 1.18, and they wouldn't say it just out of rote. It would be the the cry of their heart, like what brings me the most mm. joy is to bring people to Christ. Like that would be, every missionary would say like, yes. So we would have a, a part of our culture is just being able to share stories, especially of conversions of heart. And we, for us, if you ask staff, like why do you live such a challenging life and a radical life to be a CCO missionary? They'll all say, change lives. It's changed lives. It's knowing that Jesus Christ has changed someone's life, and that is what brings us joy. Like, it's worth everything because we love it so much. Yeah. You know, even this podcast, I'm I'm afraid that, you know, that our listeners would be going, oh, is Andre and Angela and Gerhard talking about, you know, Jesus again, evangelization and proclamation over and over again? It just expand your message. We want to hear more. And yet, I mean, I'm hoping that you know we have more to talk about, but it really comes back to Jesus. I mean, we shouldn't ever get tired about talking about Jesus and the need for other people to know him. You know, it, it, it until we do it perfectly, we should continue talking about it. We have to come back to the fundamental, just like the bishops, um, Kent and Melissa was talking to the bishops about, we got to get back to the kerygma. To, to, if we want to get back to the, early, the functioning of the early church, we need to get back to starting, leading by, um, having the kerygma or the message of the gospel in our lips. So yeah, I, I don't want to apologize to our listeners. Yeah, here we are again talking about Jesus and proclaiming him. It, it really the most important mission of the church is to make Jesus known. Um, well, there's an assumption that people do know him, like they've heard it already. But we know from our experience and talking to others as well that how many Catholics don't know that Jesus is God. They just mm-hmm. don't know. 
Mm-hmm. They haven't put the pieces together. They don't understand why Jesus is on a cross. It's it's so sad, but they don't understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the message of Christ doesn't get old when we when we know that through a clear communication of it and an invitation to encounter Christ, bringing people back to the sacraments, like all that, those things happen and people have a conversion of life, then the message is not going to get old because you see the lights go on in someone's face eyes and their faces come alive and their lives get renewed and so no the message is 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 clear and simple and it's it's perfect you know i i think at, at the heart of this is um the fruit sorry not the heart the fruit of this is is joy not only for the person that has their life have been transformed but we that witness this conversion i know that my um niece who, you know, just a typical Catholic, uh, she, you know, went about doing her thing, you know, and trying to, trying to go to Mass on Sunday and then coming to a place where uh, I don't want even want to go there anymore, um, losing heart, and then coming to a place where she encounters Christ in a very, very clear and um, a, a clear understanding who he is and, and inviting him into her life. Um, it transformed her life and gave her a new vision for her life, for the way she would live and the way she would engage in the church. What you saw on her face and everything about her was joy. But I want to give testimony to the joy of witnessing this. Can you imagine a parent who um, has seen their children wander away and the joy they experience when they see the one that they love come back, I mean, th- there is joy. To me, by if we are a church that focuses in on the charisma, our parishes on making, you know, really helping people come to this place of conversion, the fruit of it is going to be joy. And actually, um, Pope John Paul II talks a lot about uh, in um, Mission of the Redeemer. He he talks about. That in the church's history, an, a missionary thrust has always infused, you know, a sense of identity and enthusiasm and life into the community. So if we want to, to restore life into our parishes, then let's start bringing in new members, bringing people to conversion and, and reengaging them. And we, not only them, but we will experience mm-hmm. the joy. Yeah, so we've talked a lot about the fruit. Like we've talked a lot about we we've we've talked a lot about the the benefits of the gospel clear and simple, the fruit of the gospel clear and simple. How about right now, Andre Angel, we take our listeners through the gospel clear and simple, through the charisma. And I don't want to do it in such a way that it's like, okay, point one, point two, point three, point four. All right, like, you know, congratulations, let's go home. Let's take our listeners on a journey. Um, because I'm sure there are some of our listeners out there who, okay, we've talked a little bit about the kerygma and they're sitting there thinking, okay, guys, like, but what is the kerygma? Um, so let's explain it to them. And then I'm sure we also have some listeners there who is like, I've never heard this before. Like, I know the the rules of the church through and through, and I try to follow them. But this whole talk on, you know, personal relationship with Jesus, getting to know the person of Jesus, it it's just outside of my my realm of experience right now, how, for our listeners, 
how let, let's take them through a journey. So what you're inviting is not a, a didica, didache, didache, meaning telling the story about Jesus and you know just information, but a kerygma is the proclamation of the message. It's interesting. Uh, both Angela and I can talk a little bit about this. Um, kind of, uh, you know, together share this message. But you know, uh, I've had a number of people ask me about a, an earlier podcast where I was talking to this young girl, um, and you know, she was just sharing her testimony. But in the testimony, um, she she said, "But I I still have not encountered this." this relationship and so I heard this from her um, and people wondered what I did after was it was it planned no actually I heard her say she still hasn't encountered so I thought well I'll ask her would she want to encounter open her heart to a personal relationship with Jesus she was an active Catholic you know one of our you know up-and-coming leaders but she herself hadn't encountered it personally encountered Jesus and so I took advantage I took the opportunity to make clear and uh, there's an invitation and so it, it was a real life situation that wasn't put on um, so I, I refer people back to that podcast um, it's really interesting to yeah. see somebody open up their hearts but yeah and for for those of you that are uh, listening and wondering what that episode is that's the episode on conversion and okay, I believe conversion. it's the fourth or the fifth one that we released okay great uh, so you know what the first you know there are four kind of um, uh, the church talks about four kind of um, key messages within the kerygma the first is uh, that we were created you know Anja, maybe you could talk a little bit about why that's an important part of the message, you know. Yeah, so the, the the first part of, you know, being able to share the gospel clear and simple is to, to be able to explain the the point of our existence. And um, it's very, very deep, you know, like, why am I here on this planet? Like, why, why am I a sentient being? How come I know things? How come I feel things? How come I have a psychology? Um, what is my purpose in life? What it, where do I belong? And so... Um, that can be shared in deep and profound ways or very simply just to let someone know, like you were created by love for love. You were created by God. You are, you are his creation. You are wanted by him. You are loved by him. You belong to him. And, and there's, you know, we take scripture to, to back that up, to just, you know, give some referencing to it. But the primary message of Christianity is that God is love. And you are his. You are loved by him. Uh, a love that is free, a love that is um, personal, personal, a love that is full of mercy. Like just, it's it's uh, it's an agape love that is is unconditional. We don't have to earn it. It is it is a free and gratuitous gift of God that He is love, and this is this is why He you know why human beings exist is out of this just generosity of, of God's heart. Is uh, there anybody on the planet that would be offended by that? Not offensive and important. <laughs> so, you know, this is this is the premise, but then the kerygma needs to go beyond uh, chicken soup for the soul and 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 speak to that the actual pain that every human heart has as well, which is sin, 
but I'm going to throw other words in there like regret, guilt, independence, unforgiveness, rebellion, weakness, addictions, failures, um, shame. This shame. Yeah. yeah. Disappointment. I mean, any. Yeah. And I'm using contemporary words, but those are pieces of what what you know sin can manifest as. It is this not living in the fullness and freedom of God's love. Basically, you're talking about the story of Genesis 3, the fall of man, uh, you know, that Adam and Eve, we know, um, we are taught that they um, chose not to stop believing in God, actually not. Uh, Pope Benedict XVI talks about it's more um, questioning God's, Faithfulness. It's kind of like, did he really say that? Or can I really trust him? It was almost like doubt came into um, into man's uh, reality. And it's it, we kind of lost our trust and our and our our commitment to live in and with uh, the Trinity. And so it was like like any relationship, if I choose not to, Angela and I are married. If I choose kind of to lose trust in the relationship, if I choose to kind of be more independent, you know, can she really give me what I need? When I when that seed begins to be planted in my heart, um, what happens is there is a um, a separation, um, a, a kind of a spiritual separation or an emotional separation between Angela and I, and that is a real separation. And it has fruit, meaning a loss of, of trust. Everything you're talking about, the relationship starts breaking down, regret. You say things you shouldn't say. You do things you shouldn't do. You know, you don't, you fail to kind of give as much as you should in the relationship. So in human terms, when that seed of doubt is, is planted and I begin to live out of that, the, the result is all that you're talking about in regards to our relationship with God, meaning love isn't our experience anymore. You know, it, it's, you know, our love for God and our, even our love for humanity, it, it's, it's now compromised and we, the fruits are all that you talked about. And so sin is a problem that um, all the nice things about God's love is great to hear and, you know, wrap our hearts around it. But sin is a problem and, and we all are sinners, the scriptures say. And that sin um, it will continue to be a curse in our lives. It'll continue to, to cause disruption and, and, and dysfunction um, until we, we kind of face it and see it and then find a way to deal with it. You know. Yeah, so there's the global problem of sin that we are, we are born in, with original sin, that we are, we're in this place. And that we all have the ramifications of our own choices, our own selfishness, our own apathy. Um, that we're eating away at our own lives and other people's mm -hmm. lives through our own sin. And then there's the eternal consequences that sin separates us eternally from Don't God. Don't talk like that. I will Don't, talk like that. This is public broadcasting here. Yeah. So, um. so sin's a big deal. So it's not just like, uh, for, for me to have a better life, maybe Christianity would be good. Like, true. But sin is actually a, a problem um, of eternal importance. So 
because it is it is this separation from God that we are born into and we contribute to ourselves quite nicely. Something had to be done. There, there, the way to heaven was broken and we were not making it any better ourselves. And in fact, no matter how stellar we might uh, try, even King David, who was a man after God's own heart and, you know, danced before the Lord and was the precursor to the temple being built by his son, you know, was a murderer and adulterer. And King David, in all of his greatness and, and anointing from God, also needed a savior. And so from his root, our solution came from, from the root of Jesse Powerful. came this, this solution to the problem that the Lord, um, the only way to solve it was for God in all of his infinite love and goodness and purity to come to humanity. And those two natures became one miraculously in the person of Christ. And Jesus Christ became that bridge. He became the, the union of man and God. And only he could lay down his life in, in the, as um, almost a replication of the, the Jewish sacrifices uh, for sin, the atoning sacrifices. Christ in his own body was laid down, um, killed, his blood spilt, um, for our failures, our for, brokenness. For everyone's, for, for eternity. For the, that He accomplished in him once and for all the sin of the world. That no longer was it necessary for, for bulls and goats and all these, these sacrifices. Christ did that so that we could be restored, we could be healed, that we could have an eternal, um, our eternal hope would be there. And this is how God... Um, healed the problem he restored our restoration he restored our sorry our relationship with the father he destroyed sin and he destroyed death so death yeah. no longer is the last say of separation now it's completely over death is now the gateway to to heaven it's it's the opposite of what we think it is the dead end well you're talking you know you you referred to you know and i'm sure most of us could identify with some of the the um, descriptions, you know, regret, disappointment, um, you know, doing things we don't want to do and saying those things we don't want to say and the things we want to do, we don't do. Um, so, you know, we're, we're, we, we are experiencing the result of our failures, our sin, the fruit of it, sorry. And we all have regret and we're all kind of like, kind of God's love is eluding us. Where is it? It's out there, but where's the grace of the promises, you know, the peace, the joy, you know, that that is promised in the scriptures, and we're kind of all desiring that. But Jesus actually is promising us that. He made it possible by his shed blood, by his death on the cross, by him coming to us and living amongst us. He showed us in his very body and then ultimately you know, at the cross, how to live, how to experience freedom, how to live, to experience love and relationship, how to be sons and daughters ultimately of the Father. Um, so he shows us and we learn that. But it, it's like the way I describe it, Alan Shaz, is that if you and I um, have, you know, a real um, a 
time of, of separation, meaning our relationship breaks down because of something I did or something you did. The socks. The socks on the floor, yeah. Over and over again for 30 long oh years. Gosh, there so are your socks. socks. Yeah, so many socks. Um, but and, and the relationship is compromised. Um, and, you know, we're trying everything to kind of restore it. You know, like, uh, um, but there's still an, a lack of trust, um, a, a lack of um, uh, of real intimacy. And so you might say, okay, what do I have to do? Do I have to buy you enough roses um, that you will say, oh, okay, thank you. Now I got, you know, 12 dozen roses that now the, the relationship is restored. That's probably not going to do it. What's going to do it is that I have to uh, uh, um, repent of what I've done, admit to you um, that I've done, you know, I've, my socks have been on the floor for far too long. And I have to say sorry. And then you have to find within you to forgive me of it. I think that is the only way that trust or relationship can be fully restored, meaning say sorry. And I think that's what's happened on the cross is that Jesus says, I've forgiven you, but we have to engage by saying, I'm sorry. You yeah, know, that acknowledgement of, which is why the sacrament of reconciliation is so powerful. Yeah. Because we, yeah, like if you have an analogy like that, like someone who's giving you roses when they actually should just be apologizing for their behavior. And it's like, do you even realize what you're doing like don't try to act like the hero bringing me roses you're not admitting that 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 da. so i think you know this is the power of of the christian message is like god knows all the things but we actually have to say it we have yeah. to say it we I have to confess you. it no. yeah we have to, like i have failed that 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 i fall in this i struggle with this we actually have to say the words um and I in need prayer your mercy. and in the sacrament so that we can hear the words back to us of mercy. You're forgiven. Um, so there's what we're describing here is kind of like what your your everyday life in the faith is, your ongoing conversion. But what we want to address is the initial conversion, yeah. that initial kind of rendering of my life, um, taking a sobering account of where I'm at, how, man, how messed up it is and how I do actually need a savior and I need um, God in my life mm -hmm. because on my own, it's just not enough. Yeah. It's not enough. And I, and I want to know my sonship, my daughtership. Yeah. We're being really deep. This is not super gospel clear and simple, but these are the things that are happening in the human heart. So the clear and simple part is, and all of these realizations can take months. They could take five minutes over coffee say like do you know that you were created by love for love you're loved god wants a relationship with you he does not want to be far away from you your sins have kept you far away from him they are a barrier they are preventing you from knowing him and preventing you potentially from heaven and christ came to redeem all of that he came to to heal it yeah. he came to stand in the gap for you and to 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 pay the price for you he will like bring you in on his own shoulders. And so 
what will you do? What will you do with this great gift that's offered? Because he wants you to come freely. He wants you to love him freely. He wants you to repent freely. You have the freedom to do whatever you want. Yeah, love but calls. But you need to yeah. you need to do something. Yeah, love calls for a response. And so why don't why don't we um, take this opportunity um, just for you know our listeners that might be saying you know ah man I I am hearing what they're saying and you know I, I would like this this love relationship with God to be real and 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 experienced in my own life um, but it's it's eluding me. And so I, we want to take this opportunity maybe to finish um, this episode with just praying and inviting anyone listening to— Yeah, because I think lots of, lots of folks out there would be like, this is really beautiful, I believe it. Have you ever asked him? Have you ever done this? No. I'm not worthy. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I would. And it's like saying, have you ever asked that girl to dance? Like, just go ask her to dance. Yeah. Um but it's of much greater weight. So, no, for all of our listeners out there who are like, I don't know if I've ever, you know, invited God to actually be at the center of my life, to be the, to be my Lord, to be my Savior, to be my Master. I don't know if I've ever done it. And so this is this is a chance. We're inviting you. Like, if you don't know if you have, and maybe in your disposition you actually have, well, great. Well, let's just do it today. Like, if you if you have any doubts... Let's just do it. Let's just do it. Andre's preparing some thoughts here on what well, he would like to pray. Yeah, well, uh, Pope uh, Benedict talks about, and he invites us to that kind of uh, openness. And I just want to read the quote, if I, if I have it. Um, um, this is what Pope uh, Benedict XVI says. If we let Christ into our lives, we lose nothing. Nothing, absolutely nothing of what makes life free, beautiful, and great. No, only in this friendship are the doors of life open wide. Only in this friendship is the great potential of human existence truly revealed. Dear young people, do not be afraid of Christ. He takes nothing away and he gives you everything. When we give ourselves to him, we receive a hundredfold in return. Yes, open wide the door to Christ and you will find true life. And so um, let's, let's just uh, finish off uh, with responding to, to what um, Pope Benedict is inviting us to, it, um, is to just open wide. And I would like to just finish off with a prayer that, that I'm inviting our listeners to make your own prayer. So I, I will just pray it and... Um, and invite you to, to make this your prayer. Father, I know that you love me. You created me to be in relationship with you. But I recognize that, that I've, I've not opened myself up to this love. That, that I've kind of lived my own life on my own terms. But Jesus, I know that you came into the world... Emmanuel, God with us, to reconcile me, to restore me back to the Father's love, that relationship. And so, Jesus, I want to, to choose today to, to allow you to be at the center of my life, to be my Lord, to be my Savior. So I want to open wide my heart now 
by inviting you, saying, come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Be at the center of my life. Holy Spirit, I invite you to continue to remind us and to to allow us to, to live in this relationship. So I invite you, Holy Spirit, to, to really uh, reveal to me the great love that God has for me. Come, Holy Spirit. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us today for our conversation around one of CCO's tenants, the gospel clear and simple. This is uh, one of our five tenants, one of the tenants we covered previously with Bishop Scott McCaig at Rise Up, and we'll be covering the other three tenants a little further down the road. If you have any questions, comments, queries, quandaries, conundrums, or otherwise, please email us at podcast at cco.ca. If you're interested in learning more about our tenants, you can check out the book, Five Tenants to Renew the World at store.cco.ca. And it'll go into a lot more depth in each of CCO's five tenants. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe and share us with your friends. Once again, I'm your host, Gerhard, and you're listening to the Missionary Disciple Podcast by Catholic Christian Outreach. Until next time, God bless.